Trapcast Express. Trapcast Express, it's Friday, December 21st, 2018. The Vatican has become a theological Chernobyl. Such are the words of George Rutler, a Novus Ordo priest in New York City, who is also a popular author and commentator. Can't disagree there, it's just that when you hold that this theological Chernobyl is the Holy See, and consequently the divinely guaranteed bastion of orthodoxy, then you have a problem. Rutler made these remarks at the Catholic World Report after France's latest attack on capital punishment, which he delivered on December 17th as he received a delegation from the International Commission Against the Death Penalty. As he had done before, not only did Francis condemn capital punishment as immoral, but also life imprisonment. Because, you see, to him, that's just a death sentence in disguise. Life and death used to be opposites, but not in Frankie's world, where life is death when it's behind bars. You know why Francis is saying that? Because he's a naturalist. To him, all that really matters is life in this world. He's only concerned about man's temporal welfare. He doesn't give a flip about eternity or about souls being saved from eternal punishment. He cares about making this world a better place. And too bad he forgot that we all labor under a death sentence from God, and that's why we all have to die as a consequence of original sin. What Francis should be worried about instead is to ensure that as many souls as possible will die in the state of sanctifying grace, through faith, hope, and charity. But that's just not his thing, because that's supernatural. For the naturalist Francis, there is nothing worse than the death penalty or life imprisonment because it means the end of temporal life, or the end of a free temporal life, respectively. So that's why he lobbies not only against capital punishment, but also against life imprisonment. He wants everyone to have happiness in this life, which is going to end before long anyway, and he doesn't care about the next. So if life imprisonment is also immoral, that means even the most vicious criminals at some point ought to be set free. Well, it's obvious Francis hasn't watched any crime documentaries recently, or he'd know what heinous acts some human beings are capable of. It defies belief. I'll give you three names of extremely wicked and vicious American serial killers who did not get the death sentence, but were sentenced to life in prison. They are Dennis Rader, James Mitchell de Bardelaben, and Jeffrey Dahmer. Now, I'm not going to tell you what they did, because I can assure you, you don't want to know. Out of the three I mentioned, two are already dead, but that's beside the point. The point is, they weren't sentenced to death, but to life. So these are people who, under Francis' theology, should not have been sentenced to life in prison, because it would violate their dignity. Well, by that logic, you could argue that all punishment is wrong, because it violates human dignity. Now, that's nonsense, of course, but if you're going to use inviolable human dignity as your fundamental principle, well, you can draw any conclusion from that. If the death penalty and life imprisonment are wrong because they're against human dignity, there's nothing to keep you from saying that all punishment is contrary to human dignity. At that point, you can just make it up as you go along, which is exactly what Francis is doing. In other news... 
tough talk from the Frankster today as he gave his annual Christmas address to the members of the Roman Curia in the Vatican. Using language and clear words that were really unprecedented for him, the Argentinian apostate pretended to be truly outraged at the abuse scandals that have recently come to light. Here's what he said, quote, Let it be clear that before these abominations, the church will spare no effort to do all that is necessary to bring to justice whosoever has committed such crimes. The church will never seek to hush up or not take seriously any case. It is undeniable that some in the past, out of irresponsibility, disbelief, lack of training, inexperience, or spiritual and human short-sightedness, treated many cases without the seriousness and promptness that was due. That must never happen again. This is the choice and the decision of the whole church. To those who abuse minors, I would say this. Convert and hand yourself over to human justice and prepare for divine justice. Unquote. Wait a minute. Divine justice? Well, what happened to God never tires of forgiving? What happened to the last judgment is going to be full of joy and forgiveness? Well, anyway, what Francis said here all sounds very good, but unfortunately, it's just not very believable. It's not believable because Francis doesn't exactly have a stellar record on cleaning up sex abuse. Certainly not in Buenos Aires, and not in his current job as head of the conciliar sect, either. Let's review just a few of a number of troubling cases. In a recent television documentary entitled Sex Abuse in the Church, the Code of Silence, seven alleged abuse victims in Argentina said that Francis, when he was Archbishop Jorge Bergoglio of Buenos Aires, didn't lift a finger to help them when they complained to him and looked for help. He wouldn't even meet with them. The same is true for the case of Gabriel Farini, reportedly a victim of abuse by the Novos Ordo priest Ruben Pardo, who admitted his guilt. When Farini's mother tried to contact Bergoglio to get some action taken against the abuser, Bergoglio refused to meet with her while Pardo enjoyed safe residence under his jurisdiction. And that's according to a report at Tradition in Action. But that's nothing compared to the case of Moro Inzoli, a Novos Ordo priest in Italy who in 2012 was found guilty of molesting children and defrocked by the Vatican's own court. In 2014, two years later, Francis intervened and reversed that punishment and returned Enzoli to the priestly state, telling him to lead a life of humility and prayer apart from public ministry. Not surprisingly, Enzoli didn't take that all too seriously, and so he took part in a conference on the family in Lombardy in early 2015, according to Michael Brendan Dogerty's article for The Week, published on January 3rd, 2017. So all the tough talk from Francis today about how these abominable criminals must be brought to justice is probably just another instance of his Peronism. As Henry Sear writes about Francis in his book, The Dictator Pope, quote, He is Juan Perón in ecclesiastical translation. Those who seek to interpret him otherwise are missing the only relevant criterion, unquote. What does he mean by that? What makes Francis like Juan Perón? It's that he always presents himself as being on the same side as those he happens to be talking to. In other words, he tells people whatever they want to hear, but then he goes and does whatever he wants. 
And so at the Christmas address today, it was simply necessary to play bad cop, who wants to put an end to all these perverted acts, but his own record doesn't exactly back him up. Look at what Francis does, not at what he says. And what does he do? Well, when he's not busy refusing asylum to Asia Bibi and her family, he wants to make sure you don't gossip about him and his cabal, and he's been working hard to do his part to help outlaw the death penalty and life imprisonment. Sure makes you wonder why. Tradcast Express is a production of Novus Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org, and if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novusordowatch.org slash donate.